Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this young lady back. She, of course, is from The Daily Caller, does news and commentary there. She's from CaseMyth.com. She's on our show all the time and Newsmax as well. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm great, Joe. How are you doing? You are great. I agree with you. So um, I, I'm, I'm doing, I've done better because uh, six days ago we had an election. And six days later, Case Mythe, we don't know who won some races. I don't Listen, I don't know if they do this in, in, in Wales like this. I don't know if they do this in the UK where you're from. I don't know if this is like a third world country because in Iraq, they go and dip their finger in some, some purple ink and that proves that you voted once and you go home. We can't figure out who won elections here. Is this, do you watch this and think to yourself, this is nuts? I look at it and I think this is a corrupt system and the entire country is falling apart and there's some other bigger plan here to try and dismantle everyone's faith in elections in every way, shape and form and maybe stop people from voting in the first place, even though Democrats are always going to get up and vote. Unlike young Republicans who are a bunch of lazy little so-and-sos who didn't bother to show up last week. I'm trying to smile, Joe, but I want to throw my laptop through the window. You know, okay, it's not. Well, well, let me let me throw this at you because uh, are you Generation um, um, Z or are you millennial? I'm technically, I'm technically a millennial. I'm okay, because Generation Z went and voted, and they went and voted because Biden forgave all their loans. Remember when Biden said he was going to forgive all their loans? And remember when your boy Pagsy said, that's unconstitutional. You can't do that. The House of Representatives has to do that. Nobody wanted to listen to me. So they all went and voted Democrat last Tuesday. And guess what happened three days later? This is crazy. A federal, a federal judge said it was illegal. That, oh, yeah. Crazy. So, so does, does Biden go into that knowing that it's illegal? But let's just say it. We'll throw it out as a carrot, make them vote for us, and screw them later. Yeah, absolutely. 100% that's what he did. As soon as he came out and said that. It's like the same thing with the cannabis amnesty, Joe. Yes, yes. Like anyone who understands the cannabis industry and the cannabis law and how it's been practiced over the last, well, like really in all of living memory for the most part, anyone who understands the actual practice of it knows that that wasn't gonna make a difference. There is not a single person in America who's gonna be let out of prison because Joe Biden was like, oh, I'm just gonna like dismiss all like any and all charges uh, that relate to simple cannabis possession. Simple cannabis possession gets rolled up with about 15 other different federal crimes. Right. Like, it's just another carrot, and the stick is, oh, you're not going to um, maybe have, I don't know, like, your lights on. You might not actually be able to get food off the shelves if right. you want to shut down the country again and destroy businesses and destroy your relationships with your friends and your family by carrying on with this divisive, just, like, almost, like, pers- like it's... Do you know what it is, Joe? It's like, not only did we have the COVID-19 pandemic, right? Like, that was an actual illness. Yes. But they have managed to manipulate and destroy the mental health of this country to the point where these poor people don't realize that they're in an abusive relationship with their government and keep voting for them. I mean, Gen Z are all stupid because, like, you know, they all live on TikTok and hardly any of them can read. I know. I spend my life around Gen Z. They're a nightmare. Um, but, but, Kay, why would they believe that? Is, it, is this a, a byproduct 
I know the Constitution because I, I love the 16 pages that are so filled with freedom and liberty and, and, and government restriction. You know the Constitution. You're an immigrant who wanted to come to this country because you, you loved what it stood for. But so many in Gen Z just didn't read it, I guess. Did they really not know that the President of the United States is not a monarch and that he doesn't have the executive power to write something and saying, I'm going to forgive $400 billion in student loans? They, they literally didn't know that? They thought he could just wave his wand? No, yeah, you spot on. Like, people don't understand it. Young people don't understand it. I have people older than me who don't understand it, who've lived here their whole lives. I know lawyers that don't understand it. Crazy. That feels like, you know, again, it just feels like, it feels like younger generations have been dumbed down to the point where they are so easy to manipulate. They will essentially do anything so long as it comes in a shiny, glittery, sparkly package really app, an app. Yeah. yeah which is essentially how the democrats show up they say all the right but don't they but don't they hold thing. but don't they hold a grudge okay like i hold a grudge maybe i'm just an angry old man but if somebody does me wrong i hold a grudge i will remember in two years those who made promises to me in government that didn't that didn't come through and i will vote that ass out I've actually, it's Vital, vote that ass out. That's my, that's my acronym for it. I want them gone. Uh, sorry, you can campaign all you want. Promise me all you want. You screwed up last time. I don't believe you now. Uh, is Gen Z not going to say that? Hey, man, you promised us loan forgiveness. It never happened. I'm voting your ass out. Here's what, something that happens in abusive relationships, Joe. And this is not just me saying this from an analysis of these younger generations, but as you know, you, you, you and I have talked about this for years. I'm on the board of an organization that's dedicated to rescuing women and children from domestic violence situations, from human trafficking. It's called the war party ranch. They're an incredible organization. One of the things we see time and time again, and I've experienced this myself is a really sophisticated, narcissistic, sociopathic abuser will give just enough, constantly give just enough to lull you into this sense of, I don't want to call it stupidity, but it literally is they melt part of your brain that stops you from rationalizing the experience you're in. Even though you're going through the same thing time and time again, things are good for a minute, then they get bad, then they get really, really, really bad, then you get scared, then you get told you can't leave, then you try and leave, things suddenly get better, and so on and so forth. Like that is a pattern that will consistently occur, and it is up to the individual to break that pattern. So, so I mean, I, I see the comparison. Break that pattern with Democrats. Well, they I need- mean- but they think they are Democrats and they think they are liberals and many of them think they're socialists and they're not. Um, so how do you break that pattern? Is there something that can be said or do you have to infiltrate the uh, academia and get rid of the 12 to one liberal to conservative professors ratio and try to fix it right there on the ground? Absolutely. That's, that's an incredible. But how do you do it? Okay. So firstly we need to, well, here's the issue, right? It's like anyone who's on the conservative side of the spectrum knows that working in academia is a nightmare. Why aren't we starting then schools that, you know, maybe are run by people who think like you and I? I've literally already been approached by two different groups of people saying, we're thinking of starting some online, maybe one day even in real person schools for young people that completely avoids all of this woke nonsense, all of this idiocracy and just focuses on what education used to be. But it's not just that, right? Like we have to re-engineer TikTok 
to make young people smart. Like to anyone listening here, whether you're a young person, if you've got young people in your family, please let every single young person know that whatever you see on TikTok is actually really kind of sad and tragic. People who create exclusively careers through these social media platforms, it is not a viable way to be raised, um, which is essentially what TikTok is teaching young people. Go out, become a celebrity, become an influencer. Don't listen to politics. Don't listen to all that stuff. Just make sure you've got everything that you need. So we've got to completely re-engineer TikTok to actually be the same thing as they have in China, which is essentially educational content, content and patriotic content. We have to completely reevaluate how we communicate with young. The Republican Party has to completely reevaluate how they communicate with young people. You, you, you know, I, how, you know how you don't do it, Kay. You don't do it through Mitch Frickin McConnell. You don't yeah. do it through him. You don't do it through through Paul Ryan. Uh, you don't you don't do it through Kevin McCarthy. But yet they're going to keep on going back to these old establishment types, and you're never going to get the young people, are you? I don't think you are, but I also think that there's an awful lot of young people I know who are conservative leaning who I think would be incredible leaders, but they're not. They they work in private businesses. They work as linemen. They are nurses. They are, you know, stay-at-home moms taking care of their families and their homes. These are incredibly intellectual-driven people who could make a huge impact on the lives of youth. I think we also need a lot of celebrities to come out and say this stuff. Like, I honestly think we should have people like John Rich and Morgan Wallen at polling stations just to get young people out and give them a purpose yeah. to get out there. Well, I mean, they, they obviously and can't be. That, yeah, that would be electioneering, but I'm with you in that they should hold more free concerts and more educational concerts. And DeSantis showed up at some big concert and, and that you got a big woo from the crowd and you see how great, you know, Florida went you see how great ohio went i mean some areas did it right but the other areas i think we're sitting back going there's no way they're voting for fetterman over oz there's no way they're going to vote for you know hobbs over lake there's no way they're gonna, and and here they are and they're either voting that way or there's massive fraud that we haven't even uh, seen the tip of the iceberg it's case my we've talked about this too long but i wanted to get your perspective because i i love your insight your perspective is never exactly what mine is and that's why i appreciate how refreshing it is casemyth.com casemyth.com she writes uh, over for the daily caller check out everything that she does there she's on newsmax all the time and also here now i, I don't want to stay doom and gloom but you were in la for a long time and had to step over you know homeless people doing meth outside your door if they weren't masturbating outside your door and there were encampments all over the place now in phoenix i guess there was some sort of a a an unbelievable discovery at, at a homeless encampment there what, what's the story here anytime any homeless headlines come up joe i just think they're again just very important this one is pretty dark though i'm gonna preface it like i i want people listening to know that i am about to tell a horrific story this is your graphic you know warning this is the warning okay yeah um i do want to preface that so over the weekend in phoenix arizona uh police were called to essentially what is a massive slum it's a homeless encampment called the zone which is just a couple of blocks, I guess, from City Hall in downtown Phoenix. We have exactly the same thing, you know, in L.A., San Francisco. Pretty much every liberal or liberal-leaning county or state has massive problems with homeless encampments. Right. These are not people who are down on their luck. These are drug addicts. These are mentally ill people. These are organized criminals. Um, 
911 was called because someone in that encampment, it's believed, uh, gave birth prematurely at about the sort of 20 to 24 week mark. Um, why a pregnant woman would be at an encampment like this is haunting to me. Like, why aren't there social services out there helping her, whereas her family, whereas anyone right. to help her? Agreed. Um, even law enforcement, law enforcement are usually the number one spot for help in any kind of situation as it relates to homelessness, drug abuse, violence, what have you. Uh, so, so this woman gave birth and um, someone, whether it was her, whether it was someone else in the encampment, uh, a, a woman, the, the story that I wrote and that I read was a woman sort of came running out of her home because she realized that there was something, someone on fire in the middle of the street. What the heck? And when she got there, she found that it was um, a baby. Um, so somebody had the baby prematurely at 24 weeks or something and lit it on fire? In the homeless encampment. And uh, when news crews went and asked neighbors and locals, uh, you know, about this horrific, this is, this is, I've read some, I've written some horrific stuff that's happened over the last year, Joe. Like, I've written stuff that I will never forget writing, and this is by far the worst. Um, but pretty much everyone that was interviewed by local news crews were just like, this is utterly horrific, but unfortunately it's not surprising given what happens in and around and as a result of these encampments and complete inaction on the homeless crisis nationally. Um, well, let me stop you there because, uh, uh, again, it is horrific. It's disgusting. It never should have happened. Um, this poor soul you know, that was lit on fire, for God's sakes. But you and I have talked about this a million times. Cities like that and states get billions of dollars to solve homelessness. And I don't know if you can do it in a minute, but I want you to go back through for those who are watching and listening and make them understand how California got 12 or $13 billion and the homeless situation got a lot worse and now they want billions more. And I'm guessing Arizona or Phoenix probably got a bunch of money too. And it got worse. And now they want more money. How is it that getting money to solve the problem has made the problem worse? Can you explain that quickly? Yes. Um, so what you have is you have a massive population of people who look homeless but are actually addicted to drugs. They live in parts of the world where they're probably not going to die from exposure because it doesn't get too cold. Places like Arizona places like uh, Southern California. So local government will go to the federal government and say, hey, we have this crisis. It's a homeless crisis. To solve it, we need to build affordable housing. So then the federal government goes, oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah, here's all of this money, which is mine and your money and everyone who's listening, by the way, Joe. Yes. That's all our money. That's our tax money. This is where it goes. So the federal government goes, here's all your money to fix this problem. And then the local government goes, right, who out of my friends runs a decent construction company who out of my friends runs a nonprofit that's supposed to, you know, like quote, help the homeless or like feed the homeless or whatever, even though every single one of those charities makes the problem worse, but we'll get to that another time. Yeah. Um, so the local government then give all of their money uh, that they've gotten from the federal government to all of their friends to build quote, affordable housing that never turns out to be affordable. Um, and then more people from all across the country go, oh, um, so if I go to places like California, Arizona, Oregon, Washington, I can just go and like do drugs until I die. No one's going to bother me. In many of these places, they're literally going to pay me to be homeless. 
And best case scenario, I uh, managed to manipulate my way into a free hotel room and can use drugs until right. I die. I, I got to um, stop you because uh, uh, to me, just being a smart guy, I think I am. Um, I would take the money, build the places, make it sort of a halfway house, a bridge between going from homeless meth addict on the street to somebody with an in-between home as you find a, a an early job, a, a, a ground-level job, start getting myself back to work, start washing every day, start getting some food, again, could be from the billions of dollars, and then that how, when you're ready to go and be a, an active participant in society again, the next person comes in. They're not doing that? No. Um, and Rehabilitating actually, them and putting them back to, like in society? They're not? No, no, that's way too smart. Also, that's basically prison to people on the far oh, left. They literally think that that kind of help is a version of prison. Prison, by the way, the threat of prison is has literally been found, other than faith groups, the stick of you're going to go to prison if you keep committing crimes as a result of your drug abuse, that threat which is mostly put by Republican judges, Republican leadership, almost 99% of the time leads to people actually getting the help that they need to rebuild their lives. But, But that's almost gone. The, the idea that there are consequences is almost gone as we have Soros DAs and as we have people letting people out with no bail and all that other stuff. Kate, we have to promise to do like 30 minutes one day just on homelessness yeah. because the revolving door of homelessness and the fact that these governments want more homeless to get more money is something that is hidden from most of society. And I'm glad that you're always highlighting it. It's Case Smythe. Go to CaseMythe.com. Check her out on The Daily Caller, on Newsmax, on my show. We're out of time, Kay. I appreciate you. No worries. The dog is actually bothering the door, so I'm sorry if everyone's here. No, <laughs> it's fine. The dog is fine. Okay, we appreciate you. Let's talk soon. Thank you so much, right. Joe. Bye-bye. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Hi, great to have you. We have the latest numbers out of Arizona. And again, remember, we do this show from uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. They just dropped a bunch of ballots. Carrie Lake did gain, but not enough to take over the lead. NBC News is calling the race for Katie Hobbs, although there are 50,000 votes left to be counted. So it is not over. Doesn't matter what the news outlets say. All right. Uh, we'll give you updates tomorrow as well. That's Polo. That's Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pike Show.